Welcome to White Noise Season 2 I know you see somehow the world will change for me and be so wonderful. <laughs> I'm not going to sing that. We could do it like verse by verse for the, the, the rest of the year. <laughs> I forgot we were doing that. I didn't actually recognize it as the iCarly theme. I don't know if I'd like fully watched through an episode of iCarly. It's one of those things that in your chart. Well, it's childhood... right at the very start. So it would have been hard to you like you nebulously like see bits and you put together like I could I understand what iCarly is and I feel like I could like guess the plot of what a general episode looks like but I couldn't tell you about a single episode you know it's like play school um no oh my god Josh they don't they don't have play school here what I had to explain to people what play school is that's whack they used to have play school and you know why you know why I know this it's because it's because <laughs> this is a fun fact for you. So, oh, oh sorry, was, actually, this is a very yeah. fun fact for you. Um, yeah, <laughs> Julia just gave me a dirty look there. Um, so, there, there, was, there was a season of Doctor Who that stopped yeah. early due to um, production strikes at the BBC over a specific clock prop on Play School because they weren't sure which union it belonged to, and that resulted in an episode of Doctor Who not being made which was called charter and it was um made by written by douglas adams oh daddy adams yeah yeah and it's in cambridge so they filmed like and like the doctor ended up becoming well not the doctor tom baker ended up becoming like a honorary member of one of the colleges because he got the choir into doctor who fun facts that that was wild that was i also I had this moment of like, I realized I was lying a little bit when I said they don't have it here because I realized I was talking to an American and a Canadian when I had that conversation about play school. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but I have looked it up. Play school in Britain stopped in 1988. There you go. And I think the question we should all ask ourselves is, has anything good happened in England since 1988? Um, the answer is no. But I tell you what they do have. Bananas in pajamas made it to Canada. Oh, okay, that makes yeah, that makes sense. And I ruined a Canadian's day by explaining to them that it was actually an Australian show because they thought it was like a national export of theirs. But I was like, no, it's Australian. I proved it. Sometimes I do like I'm not sure what Australia made and what was just shown here. You know what I mean? Yeah, because some because Canada does have a lot of exports. Like I'm pretty sure Total Drama was a Canadian export. As in total drama. Did I tell you that, like, apparently Australian MasterChef is, like, huge internationally? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I know. It's because it's our chefs are actually good. Yeah. And also, someone was telling me, was talking to me about, they were like, yeah, I used to watch a lot of My Kitchen Rules Australia. My Kitchen Rules Australia. As in, like, I don't think My Kitchen Rules is a thing in other countries, but people watch our My Kitchen. Like, people watch our cooking shows. Yeah, because we're good cooks. Yeah. And exactly. also... um. Home and Away is apparently huge in England. And Neighbours as well, I think. Yeah. I, not not amongst the generation of people I've been talking to. Yeah, yeah, um, um, probably. I mean, I don't even think Home and Away and Neighbours are big amongst the generation of people we belong to. 
if we're being honest. I used to watch a bit of Neighbours because my mum used to like always put Neighbours on. And so like, like iCarly, I passively took it on. I also passively took on Neighbours more so. Like I, like I, I feel like I took on a lot of Neighbours passively throughout my childhood. We were, were you a Neighbours family or a Home and Away family? Uh, we never really had either. I guess it depended on what was on afterwards. You know what I mean? But like, uh... we, yeah, we never really watched it. See, I know we were definitely like a neighbor's family and my dad's parents were definitely a home and away family. And I just assumed that every family had this divide between neighbors and home and away. I will say home and away gave us Chris Hemsworth. What has neighbors ever given us? Margot Robbie. Oh, actually? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I didn't know that. (laughs) There you go. That's even then. Would you would you rather listeners write in if you could only have one Chris Hemsworth or Margot Robbie? That's a tough choice. That's a very tough choice. <laughs> because on the one hand, Margot Robbie. On the other hand, Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Thanks for restating the question. <laughs> <laughs> hey Josh, Josh, Josh. That's what my genre name said Nash- three times. I've, now I have to like un- appear out of your monitor, don't I? Not quite. I did watch um, Candyman the other night, but you have to say it five times. Oh, so, like, okay. So I, you're yeah. safe. Yeah. Yeah. But also Candyman like has a hook for a hand and gut to you from like your, your groin to your throat. And so I'd rather you not do that. Uh, well, you know, all right, if that changes, let me know. It can be arranged. <laughs> That's, that's that's one way to see I'll bring, bring oh speaking of bringing people to England so back in the, I'm just going to tangent from what I was going to talk about so uh, the night that I was watching Candyman with some friends um we went to like a common room to watch it right and I brought uh the blanket them so my mum crocheted me this beautiful pink blanket have I shown you this blanket no oh I, I mean I can I'll dig it out at some point but my mum crocheted me this beautiful pink blanket and I mentioned to people there that like, oh, I have a second blanket, but it's a bit of a weird one. And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, well, it's a blanket with all of my friends' faces on it. Have I told you about this? No. So for my birthday this year, Cherish, Celine and Kate ordered me a blanket that has their faces on it. Oh, yeah. Have, That's pretty sick. I can't believe I haven't told you about this. But yeah, I brought that out and I was like, had that at Candyman. And like the joke was that like, because the joke is that, I, they came to they always talked about coming to England so that now they've come to Cambridge to see me oh nice except except one of my friends looked at it and she thought it was a towel and she was like don't you think it's weird to like be naked and rubbing your friends faces over you and I was like what what do you do with a blanket <laughs> that's really funny though <laughs> yeah and because everyone else was like thinking that like thought that it was a blanket as well and there's just one person who's like it's a towel what are you doing this this person also i've told about the podcast and might be listening to this to shout out to vanessa if you're listening um you've been outed for your your thinking that that was a towel but yeah anyway josh what i was going to say what genre i thought you were about to hit the yeet button but you kind of thought about it and then i and then i yep no let's ignore it (laughs) What genre are national anthems? Country. Hey! I saw that on Facebook this morning. Can't get me. Can't get me. (laughs) Oh, too good. 
<laughs> also, while we're here, should we do a quick little bit of business? Um, shout out to Julia, our producer, who's in the back in Josh's background at the moment. Uh, got noise cancelling headphones on, so you can't. You're just getting a shout out. Well, it's also time it. that we want it. don't worry. Just ignore oh. that. We can't be bothered to cut it out either. But but yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Well, I was going to say she's becoming um, friend of the show. <laughs> yeah. She can turn down friend of the show. Julia, do you want to turn down friend of the show? Or do you want to accept friend of the show? What? Do you want to turn down friend of the show? Um, can I get like friend, but it's like one sided? Like I don't friend you guys, but you want to friend me? I, like, <laughs> you want toxic friend of the show? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like, <laughs> well, that's like, that's like crush of the show. That's like one way. Because like otherwise, I'm scared my reputation will be damaged. <laughs> well, that's that's harsh. <laughs> that's 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 horrible. Well, You're also the first person we've asked for permission, their permission to be friend of the show. Everyone else has just become friend of the show, not of their own volition. But yeah, I like that yeah, one-sided that's friendship. Set practices, you know, friendship can't be one-sided. <laughs> Most of them want to be. Yeah. 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 Cass applied. Yeah. Most of them had to apply. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but we could make one. (laughs) Absolutely not. I can't be bothered doing that. That's literally just like the lowest tier of like Patreon, like subscriber to be honest i envision when we're successful enough for a patreon we'll be getting rid of the friends of the show anyway because then the patreons will become friends of the show yeah yeah or just all the friends of the show will have to reapply yeah well they'll have to pay us if they want to keep the friends of the show (laughs) (laughs) that means for me i have to be like dear mum and dad if you want to continue being a friend of my podcast start sending me money I mean, they're probably the most likely to do it. To be fair, that's what, probably the, the, the second. That's the second thing in two weeks that I feel your mum is gonna like pull me up on. <laughs> oh, did she did. Did I tell you about my mum's response to your previous? I one? saw. I saw the comment, but I wasn't sure if that was because she commented something like, "Oh, you will be hearing more about this," but I wasn't sure if that had reached you yet. <laughs> yeah. Look. Um, um, well, so last week, listeners, if you're not aware, or you're Julia, um, we were talking about. <laughs> Um, Mary Shelley and how she boned someone on was it her mother's grave or or yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and I said Blackheart I think your mum would be like the most chill mum like if you wanted to bang on her grave that was literally the, why would you say well that? something to that effect you understand why I don't want to be a friend of this show <laughs> can I can I just say for context it was Josh who made these uh these comments and well, I was because like because said don't you think it's weird to do that? And I went, not really. They're dead. What's strange about it? Okay. I, don't, I would like to not. Be <laughs> I, I, I'm glad that, Julia, you agree that this is weird. <laughs> and my mama, my mother, or not my mama, my mother. <laughs> my mother also agreed that it was weird and was just like, I'm being cremated, by the way. I would also want to be cremated. <laughs> if I had one of my son's friends encouraging him. To- I know. I didn't encourage it. I didn't encourage <laughs> it. I just said, if you did it, I wouldn't think it would be that weird. <laughs> I really don't think it's that strange of a concept. It is. You have no respect for like anthropology or human culture, and it's disturbing me mildly. 
and also I want it to be put out there. I'm not a friend of the show. I don't want friends of Biden to come up anywhere associated with my name because I don't want people to think I'm a neo-Nazi. <laughs> I have actually I now have a question. You know how Julie has has opted for a one-way friendship with the show? Can I also I think that's opt been for a one-way friendship as well? I think that's just <laughs> I think it's just straight up a no. Yeah. Can can I opt for a one-way friendship with you, Josh, until you revoke <laughs> your comments about my mother? Okay, okay, fine, fine. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> in terms of your mother, I still I think in general, still not that strange. Like I'm a future what? for a one-way friendship. <laughs> Wait, you got to study. You got to study. Get back to study. Yeah, get get back to study. Yes. Okay. Right. Also, following up on previous business, I have. I'm, I'm just going. I'm just going through. I have like. I have one girthy segment and lots of little ones. I've what, figured out a, a what segment. A girthy segment. <laughs> but this is a little petite one. I thought I'd follow up on with another wheels update. Because in a previous podcast, I think two or three weeks ago, I said I'd tell you when I saw him next and I forgot yeah. to tell you. Yeah. And your prediction was that we'd like walk into each other in the math department and like knock each other's books over, like from the movies or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So you were right. We did bump into each other in the math department. Um, but it was in the toilet. Oh. So like not it was right. not quite the romantic vision that you had. It could have been. It could have been. <laughs> between lectures not not quite i've not seen him for a week though now like i noted this down and i've actually not seen him for a while so you know maybe he's been avoiding me josh what have you got for us today um i was gonna also follow up on something from last week which is where i said um i have a bone to pick with cass i don't know if you remember me saying that and to be honest i do but because Cass messaged me being like, I'm a little like nervous about Josh's comments. Yeah, to be honest, that was very much a little bit of clickbait because it's not really with Cass. It's just, it was just a funny situation Cass and I were both involved in that I but completely forgot Can we make the title about. of this episode, Josh has a bone to pick with Cass? Yeah, and then just to freak him, just to freak him out a bit. You know? Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. yeah. he, he messaged me and, and he did tell me that I was his favorite White Noise co-ho- co-host, by the way. That doesn't surprise me. Anyway, so what it, you've got a bone to pick with Cass? Well, not really, not really. It's just it was just a it was just a situation I remembered based on. There's another friend of the show that you're casting aspersions against. <laughs> First, my mother. Now, my Cass. And yes, I did say my Cass. <laughs> um, anyway, I I. Um, the reason I remembered this, the reason I remembered this, actually, no, I'll start with the situation and then go into why I remembered it. The situation was Cass and I were in an ensemble together for the um, musical theatre company at ANU. We did a showcase in O Week in 2019 and Cass played viola. I am reasonably certain of this. I hope I'm not like mixing up. Cass does play the viola. Cass does play the viola. And I have, a, if it wasn't Cass, it was someone who looks vaguely similar to Cass, which is, to be fair, a lot of people. <laughs> That's brutal. You know, you've seen Cass in a show as well. Have I? Yeah, he, he was in Into the Woods. Oh. He played viola in Into the Woods. Oh. I yeah. didn't know that. There you go. We there's saw another, Into the Woods there's another little intersection. Well, it's, 
it's funny because this another musical event um but we played an arrangement of and, and i was conducting the ensemble by the way because i'm i'm pretty good like that and wow <laughs> wow huge flex huge flex you're here to shit on cast and no i'm not i'm not I, no, to, to be to be clear let me be clear I'm not actually picking a bone with him because we were both in this ensemble. <laughs> so it's, it's just as much about me as it does about him. <laughs> You're also boning yourself. That's right. Boning, that's not how that's not how this phrase works. Um and and one of the one of the pieces we played was waving through a window from Dear Evan Hansen. And the reason I thought about this was because oh, I Oh, that blows seen... my mind that, that wasn't that was a musical before it was a movie. What? And like I didn't realize that was so. Dear Evan Hansen, for the listeners that are unaware, is a movie that's coming out soon, but it's based no, it's, on a musical. It's, out. it's already out. I've seen oh, it. It's already out. I've seen it. I've seen it. That's why. That's why I remembered this because I was like, "Wow, this is a terrible movie." And then I had this awful flashback to when I had inadvertently promoted this this musical at the time, and I went, oh, "Cass was also there," so I'm dragging Cass down with me as well. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry, I muted myself at a really bad time to blow my nose, but you didn't hear it. No. So, so you just wanted to drag everyone who you performed with that day. Yeah. To say, yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. it's a terrible musical, terrible movie. Absolutely. So the stage musical movie. isn't good either. No, I, it's just a bad. It's just a bad production all around. What's bad about it? Okay. All right. To be fair, I've only seen the movie, but I've been told the stage show isn't much better. But the movie, all of the Let's characters... Let's film critic hats on. ...are terrible. Um, the only good character is the mum. <laughs> why, why are they terrible? I just put a hat on Because they're just I'm not real. Like, you're, you're just watching them in the movie and you're going, these are not real human beings. Like, they just straight up don't have the right reactions to emotional beats. <laughs> Give give me an example to to play off. <clears throat> um. All right. Well, so a lot of the show. Well, I don't want to go too much into depth because a lot of the show deals with mental health issues, and I don't want to go too far into yeah. them. But if you're if you're a listener yeah, and you're fair. and you're like looking this up afterwards, there's like a lot of stuff on on those kind of things. Just so you're aware. <laughs> um. I don't want to go too much into it, but um. Like for instance, there's like there's a family. And this and their son dies, right? And then the night after afterwards, they're like, Oh, our son was an awful human being. And I'm like, Your son died the night before, and you're it's not Jeez. even 24 hours, and you're already like just going into him. Like, <laughs> I just I just don't see that happening in real life. You know what I mean? You you know, when you started off by saying 24 hours after the son died, I was ready for this to be something about like I was ready to be like, you know people have different ways of processing grief and maybe that's true. And this is a way of processing grief, but you're right. This is, that is an odd way of processing grief. <laughs> also a very dark topic for the conversation topic for the, for the podcast. Um, yeah. Well, I didn't, I was, I, I wasn't hoping to go too much into it, but other things that are, that are yeah, wrong, the main character has social anxiety, but one of the worst takes on it. And it just doesn't make sense because he sings so much and it just you can't suspend your disp- your 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 belief when this character who is supposed to be incredibly nervous is suddenly all able to sing in front of like hundreds of people 
with no issues. But is this one of those things where he's like singing as in a performance, like in like High School Musical, or is it like the one where like they they wait no High School Musical they sing because they're part of their thoughts? But you know how there's some musicals where they're like sing their thoughts and then they go on with no stopping. Oh, hang on, our producer has raised their hand. <laughs> it's because they have terrible separation between diegetic and non-diegetic sound. In most musicals, is- they use non-diegetic sound, i.e., sound where it's not coming from the show. You know how, like, in movies, there'll be, like, sound coming from the radio of a car and then that'll be the backtrack that's, like, playing in a scene? Like, there's a reason yeah. to be coming. Yeah, so that's diegetic sound. And in most musicals, it's, like, non-diegetic sound. Like, a character is singing their thoughts, but we know that the character isn't actually singing. They're, like, saying something right. that's vaguely equivalent. They don't yeah. do that here. Sometimes characters will sing altogether but there's one scene that's like really emotional where Evan is the only one singing and everyone is just talking normally at him which makes it seem like there's just a boy with social anxiety and the voice of an angel just like warbling at them <laughs> and they're like well, how could you lie to us like this and he's like oh, it's black <laughs> that's why it's bad no separation that's another thing. Uh, what else is there? Uh, the main character is supposed to be a teenager. I love the energy there that Julia just did that. And then all I can see in the background is she's immediately turned and gone back to work. And she's like, <laughs> and thanks for coming to my TED talk, back to work. <laughs> we have a lot of thought. Julia and I watched it together. So um, yeah, the, the main character is supposed to be a high schooler, but uh, is the actor is 30 years old and still looks like it. they did a terrible job. Oh, I hate that. He, some would say he looks even older. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to de-age him and they made him look older than he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, what What else? What else? I'm trying to think. Um, uh, he's bad at acting the film. <laughs> he's bad at acting. So it's the it's the same it's the same guy that that started the role on Broadway. So he's reprising his role for the movie. And that's the whole reason the movie got made. They're like, this is a direct quote from the director was the whole reason they made this movie was to preserve this man's performance as Evan Hansen. And, and, but it sounds like, and also the producer, and also the financer is his dad. (laughs) Okay. Okay. This is, so this is like almost like the room energy, right? It's basically this guy is like written this musical is in this musical and he's rubbish at it but his dad is just funding him to keep going i wouldn't say he's like he 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 can sing you know what i mean like he's not okay he's not he's he's not like room level kind of kind of acting but it's just it's not good he's oh he can sing but he can't act that's like that happens a bit with musicals right no he can act but he can act for stage where you like have to make all of your movements really big to have it seen yeah and for whatever reason, for literally, like, it's inex- I don't understand. Um, they just decided to do a bunch of close-ups. And so just, like, he's, like, shaking really violently in, like, half of the scenes. As someone who's, who's acted both on stage and in film, I can attest to the very different things. <laughs> I don't know that, that the head. it list... Uh, <laughs> No, no, I'm going back. I'm going back to like BHD Productions in Year Eight, bro. Like I'm oh, going no, real I was, far. Yeah, back. I was thinking more of the It List. I think you should so- show everyone the It List over there. I think they'd get a real kick out of it. I did mention. I've started. You know, I realized that I'd gone like two or three weeks here, and I hadn't mentioned that I had a podcast. And I was like, 
I was proud of myself for not being the person who's like, by the way, do you know I have a podcast? What? But then last we night the, we need I, the listens. We need the. Well, listens. but then last night I was like, oh, I've got to get an early night. I'm getting up early to record a podcast tomorrow, and they're like, oh my god, what's your podcast? And so, yeah. Don't, don't worry. I'm 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 slowly I'm slowly name dropping the podcast. Nice. Shout out to all our well, new listeners if you've made it this well, far. Well, someone I did ask to be on the podcast at dinner at like at our pastor night the other night. Oh, yeah. So, so you know, that's um when honors gets real hectic for you. Maybe I'll just do a UK based based recording, <laughs> which means that you can get full audio stereo of my terrible microphone, listeners. Oh yeah. Not just not just Josh. Not just half of it. Yeah. Speak, Josh. Speaking of musicals, I have a segment about musicals. Oh yeah. Good segue. So, I am here to tell you about what I think should be the next epic historical musical. Is it Mary Shelley? No. Oh, that okay. would be dope. Wait, I would love it. Are you not I continuing Romantic Acts of the Romantic Era? I remember it just ended. I thought there was going to be a part two. No, I didn't really do a lot of prep for that episode last week, as you could tell. It was very rushed, listeners. And then, but I ended up preparing this because this was another thing that I like thought about on my. This was I wrote this whilst climbing down a mountain. Um, well, no, I had came up with this idea like coming coming down a mountain in Scotland. But I was, was like Galloway because we already we already figured that one out. No, no, no! You wouldn't have heard about this. So, Josh, we have Les Misérables about the French Revolution, right? Well, specifically yes. the June Rebellion, right? Yes. And we have Hamilton about the American Revolution, right? Yes. But there was another revolution at the same time, well, roughly the same time, from 1791 to 1804, which we should talk more about, which is the, the Haitian Revolution. And it's actually, it's, it's about the revolution in Haiti. And it's actually like the first time ever that like slaves were emancipated. And it's actually, like, this isn't like, I'm not suggesting this is a meme. I'm suggesting it as it's actually quite a cool story. Um, so I'm going to give you like a really quick rundown on like high, like uh, Haitian history, right? So for about 6,000 years, it was inhabited by the native people, the Taino. And then 1490, so this is like, I'm going to give you like a few hundred years run up to, to the Okay, so it, start, it starts way um, back. It starts, well, it starts in... It starts in the 1790s, but I have a feeling that you don't know much about the history of ha- Haiti before ever. Um, oh. So wow, wow. Am I am I right? Or am I-, <laughs> well, I mean, you are right, but <laughs> well, I out. also didn't know much about the history of Haiti before the, like the last 10 years, right? So before I give you the from the 1790s, I'm going to maybe give you like the this is the kind of dialogue that would be in the opening song to like set the scene, right? So, so for about 6,000 years, Haiti is inhabited by the Taino, who are the, the native people. Uh, and then in 1492, 1492 uh, Columbus comes and does what Columbus does. Uh, he comes in, enslaves the native people, brings disease, uh, generally stuffs them up. Um, and Spain kind of takes control of the island. And in the 1600s, it gets messier when the French come and get involved and they start fighting with the Spanish uh, and in and in 1697, although my notes have actually accidentally written it as 1967, which is not quite right, uh, the the French and Spanish like kind of cut this treaty, 
uh, and the French bring in a bunch of slaves from Africa and to, to farm sugar and coffee. And, and these slaves that are brought in from Africa are going to be the main like people I'm going to talk about in this story. And so about 17, by 1788, right, you've got the French have kind of like half the majority of the island, the Spanish have a bit of the island. Um, and in terms of the population, there's about 10 uh, slaves from Africa to every French person on the island, right? And that's kind of where we're going to pick up our story. It's, it's 1788, you know, uh, like in like how they go in Hamilton, 17, 17 or whatever, you know, I can't be bothered trying to sing at this point. So we're picking up our story in 1788. Now in seven, sorry, in 1789, because that's when the first French revolution happens. And in the, in the French, the first French revolution, Josh and Julia are muted and they're laughing. I don't know if they're laughing at me or like, this is just going to be a bit of a history dump, right? But Josh, you're also still on mute, by the way. So this, yeah. is, this is the heckling I warned you We're about. Cute. Isn't this supposed to be a comedy podcast? <laughs> we, we do history sometimes. We do interesting stuff. Well, the way it works is that if one of us is presenting facts, the other person is meant to interject with funny comments to liven up the discussion. Yeah, I but don't know. This, hand, this is the right sort of topic for funny comments, if I'm being honest. I'm so excited to yeah. hear a white man's hot, funny takes on slavery you see you see how this doesn't quite work (laughs) yeah that's true well look i just thought this was cool history like we can have a cool history segment josh that's what you should delineate it by going cool history segment and then someone can like skip over it (laughs) all right (laughs) all right well listeners in case you haven't picked up this is our cool history segment (laughs) so this is so we're in 1789. There's the first French Revolution, right? Um, and and basically, there's because there's a there's a handful of people of color who are free, um, and then the French settlers. And basically, uh, because of the French Revolution, they start having conversations about human rights. Oh no, that's that's dangerous. Uh, and basically, they get like into a bit of a tussle over it. Uh, and then there's this, and this is where we meet kind of like our main character, uh, Toussaint Louverture. And so he's about 40 years old, old at this stage in his mid forties. And he was a slave. Um, but because of his work, he like, he worked for like 10, 15 years. And like, he was freed in the sense that like, he, I think he technically owns a bit of land. Um, and he's technically like not a slave anymore, but he still like, doesn't necessarily have a lot of rights. Um, but he's seeing all this discussion about human rights and he's kind of like, well, if we're talking about human rights, what about the fact that like, you know 90 percent of the people on this island are slaves that the french brought over right um so he basically gets all this gets all these people and like builds up these this big army of people who have been who are enslaved um and he goes to the spanish who on the other side so these are the french slaves right and he goes and chats the spanish people on the other side of the island and it was like yo come back us up and the spanish are like yeah all right um, so like the, so they've got, he's got this huge army of slaves and the, the Spanish on his side and basically they just start up this rebellion and within, um, within three years, they've kicked enough ass to get the French to have to abolish slavery in a bunch of the colonies on the island. Right. So this is 1792, right. So this is well before, like, we're talking about like, um, emancipation in the, like in the States or in the UK or anything like that. This is like, like historically like a lot earlier than it's happened in these other places um but then the british and Sp- and so they he kind of like convinces the french to like 
let people free, be free, right, in 1792. But then the British and the Spanish, who were originally on uh, Louverture's side, the Spanish are like, oh, there's a bunch of, like, change going on in, in Haiti. This is our chance to take back over the island. And the Brits have the same idea. And so they come in and try and, like, basically take over the island. So Louverture, like, having just beaten the French is like, all right, you're now going to be on our side. And then kicks the butts of the Brits and the Spaniards as well. So he kicks them out as well. So there's, like, this, this guy is, like, being this, like, political mastermind going both ways. Um, and by 1802, he like, he basically just comes up with a constitution, right. Uh, which they, they, they seem to enjoy talking about in Hamilton writing a constitution. So, you know, there's that theme that, that beat there, he, he writes this, this constitution. Part of it is also that he becomes governor general for life. So it's a little bit problematic. Um, but that's kind of like the, the main problematic bit about it. that's the only really problematic bit about his story that's come up so far. Um, so so Louverture is like greatest constitution, like things are going well in Haiti. Um, but then like back in France, Napoleon, right? You know, that, that little angry man um, is, is now like, I actually want the island now. Um, so this is like the, the third time that he's, they've kind of had to go into a fight again. And he's like, he sends over like 50,000 troops to try and take over Haiti. Uh, but Louverture's troops beat most of them except and this is kind of like we've reached like the tragic climax of the of the musical by this point uh because the french capture louverture and he's taken to france where he dies of exposure exposure and possibly tuberculosis in a french jail um so it's like this this is really sad moment where louverture passes away right uh, and the french are still there trying to take over haiti um but then he's his right hand man uh when so there's this guy uh, Jean-Jacques Dessalines, who was also a slave, who became Louverture's right-hand man when Louverture was fighting off the was fighting off the Brits and the Spanish way back in the uh, 1792, uh, and he takes over, and he continues the fight. And by the end of 1803, he's successfully defeated the French. Um, and so he's so Dessalines is arguably the most successful commander to come against up against Napoleon ever, which is a pretty big like claim, right? To be like I was the strongest person against Napoleon, right? Um, and then it's also Haiti is the first nation to successfully gain independence through a slave revolution, um, which is pretty mad as well, right? Um, and yeah, and obviously there's a lot more complicated history has happened in the two hundred years six, the two hundred subsequent years since. Um, and that includes a lot of the US coming in and messing up things. Um, who, who'd have thought it, right? Um, but yeah, I just thought the Haitian Revolution, like I, I heard about this story and I was like, this is a really cool like piece of history that we don't learn about. Um, it's going on at the same time as the French Revolution and the American Revolution, which we do hear about, right? Um, and we've got this really cool figure in Louverture who you could make a a musical out of right and seems to be less problematic than say one alexander hamilton um and yeah that's my that's my little cool history segment for you josh nice i've um it's a it's i found a book adaption called the kingdom of this world which was published oh. in originally in 1949 and then the translated english version in 1957 so 
there you go. You just have to adapt that book and you're all set. There you go. Bingo, bango. And it's probably, yeah, probably not for two white Australian men to make that adaption, but I think that would be a really cool story. Hey, Josh. Mm. I've got the weekly word lined up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You ready? Yep. Unless you had anything you want to talk about before the weekly word. Oh, I just think, you know, maybe it, maybe we should call it the fortnightly word because who knows if there'll be one <laughs> next week. Well, well, we we we've actually got one supplied for the next month or so because Cass wrote in with about five different ones. That's true, but and so know, could be a little little bit of surprise. Will there be a weekly word this week? Maybe not. Maybe it'll be a fortnightly word. <laughs> well, maybe Josh, if you haven't got one, you can ask me to go to the bank and yeah, yeah. I'll pull out one from Cass. Shout out to Kat. So we will we will be just playing some of Cass's weekly words in subsequent weeks. But he actually Maybe wrote it after I'd... Uh, pardon? Or try weekly words. <laughs> All right. The word. Josh, you ready for my word? Yep. Hippopotamonstrosesquipedilophobia. <laughs> So that's, that was the weekly word. Thanks for coming, everyone. Um, so hope you enjoyed white noise this week. Um, do you want to guess the meaning of hippopotamonstrosis? The problem is I wrote this down the other day and I forgot to practice it. Yeah. Hippopotamonstrosis well, I can't even, I'm not even going to... can't even pronounce it. Like, <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a phobia. Yeah. And it's uh, it's the phobia of long words. Correct. It is the Thank phobia you. of long Thank words. You. It is great teamwork over there in Canberra. It is the fear of long words. I'm going to tell you how it's spelled. H-I-P-P-O-P-O-T-O-M-O-N-S-T-R-O-S-E-S-Q-U-I-P-P-E-D-A-L-I-O-P-H-O-B-I-A. PP. PP. It's a, I heard someone say it like they got it off the bat. And I was like, what? Because um, we we're discussing German words and they just dropped this. But it's not a German word. They were not just bragging word, about so. being able to say words. So they were just bragging. Yeah. They were, they were just bragging about being words. But my favorite thing about the, the, the words, if you break it down, so obviously phobia means fear, right? But sesqui means 1.5 and pedalis means feet. So sesqui pedalis is, means just like it's, 1.5 feet long so like right. like sesquipedaliophobia is like the fear of like one point things that like words are like 1.5 meters long but then the bit hippopotamonstro is like from hippo and monstro which are both prefixes that just mean really really big and apparently the word used to just be sesquipedaliophobia right um and to mean the fear of long words. And someone was like, why don't we just literally add the words to mean really, really big to make the word for fear of long words to be really, really big. So part of the word is in itself a meme. Nice. Well, not so Which nice, I can get really. Well, not so nice. Well, uh, I mean, it depends, depends upon which camp you, you sit in. Yeah. Depends whether you have it or not. Yeah, true. I mean, my, I, I did prepare a sentence, Josh. Uh, it's okay. You can't even say the word, so 
Right. Which is, I hope Josh doesn't have hippopotamonstrosis squidpedeliophobia. It would be a bit of a problem for the weekly word this week. Or the fortnightly word, as some are calling it now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is, this is some serious hate from this segment. You were so enthusiastic back in the day. Yeah, and then, you know, times change. <laughs> times change. Thanks for joining us on White Noise this week. Uh, thanks for joining us. Shout out to Julia for joining us. Shout out to Josh for joining us. Shout outs. I think she just wants to be left alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, she came and studied in your room whilst we were recording a podcast. Whose fault is that? Um, thanks for joining me this week, Josh. Thanks for joining me. And thanks for telling me to not go watch Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, and I do recommend you go watch No Time to Die. It's a good film. Okay. Not sponsored, by the way. Just not sponsored. Just just some movie chat.